Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 6th of August. Not sure quite where this week has gone. As usual though, all the information contained in this briefing is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in the briefing. And if you need to, pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full or head on over to the website and you can read the disclaimer there. All right, well, another positive night in the US markets. The Dow back above 35,000, 35.064, the official score on the door, up 272 points or 0.78% for the Dow. NASDAQ, exactly the same, 0.78%, 115 points to 14,895. And the S&P 500, a laggard today, unusual, up 26 points to 44.29%. The VIX index, as you would expect, slightly easier, down 3.8% to 17.28. SPY futures showing a very, very modest rise of 3 points to 7.423. It is Friday. We do have a big US jobs number tonight. And more importantly, I guess, for our market, being a bit of a drag, was the iron ore price got absolutely smacked again last night, down 7.1%. Five percent, thirteen dollars ten. So, as you would imagine, that is not going to be helpful for the BHPs and the Rio. BHP was down two point five percent in U.S. trade. Rio down four point three percent in U.S. trade. Why is the iron ore price being walloped? I think partly because the Chinese want to, and they want to get it down. They're also pulling back on steel production given environmental concerns, and the economy does seem to be slowing down, and they are having a little bit of a Wuhan virus worry at the moment, uh, with many jurisdictions closing down with lockdowns and mass testing. So that's certainly taking the gloss off the Chinese economy. And we have seen data coming out of China recently suggesting the Chinese economy is slowing. So that's obviously having a big effect on iron ore, which has now fallen from 220 to 170. So that's a pretty big fall officially, well and truly officially, in a bear market. So although we talk about the volatility in something like Bitcoin falling from 65,000 to 30 odd thousand and then bouncing back again, iron ore has dropped from 220 to 170. So that is a big drop and a big hurt for the Australian economy and those iron ore miners, which may temper some of their enthusiasm with dividends coming into the reporting period. It may be that Rio's result was the high point. We shall see. In terms of other commodities last night, we had oil prices better. Uh, Brent crude up 1.29%, 91 cents to 71.29. And the WTI price up 1.38%, 94 cents to 69.09. So not bad news there. But gold suffered a little bit, down 03 of $5.60, 18.08. In other metals, we had copper up 0.35, nickel up 1.1, aluminium up 1.1, zinc up 1.8, lead down like the proverbial balloon, down 0.84, and tin up 0.17% last night. But iron ore, very much the focus at least for us. Here you can see the S&P 500 pushing higher and higher, as they say, and uh, certainly good corporate results coming out of the US and Europe as well. As far as major stories go, the, uh, the corporate results and earnings certainly outweighing the virus concerns. 
but it is increasingly threatening some parts of the US economy. And Hong Kong's COVID-free streak ends, first case in 58 days, and Tokyo hits a new record, over 5,000 cases as Olympics closing nears. I think that closes on Sunday. (coughs) US has hit a six-month high for new cases, over 100,000. And Dr. Fauci says the U.S. could see daily infections hit 200,000. Florida and Texas are the big troublesome areas. Unremarkably, both Republican and both low levels of vaccinations. And he is warning that virus could mutate into a deadlier strain. That is always the issue with these things. There is a lot more letters to come after Delta. Uh, U.S. is considering plan requiring foreign visitors to be vaccinated. And U.S. businesses agree to need to keep their staff vaccinated, but a split on how best to use it. And the U.K. has relaxed quarantine rules from travellers from France. And Chinese officials told to stop the spread of Delta variant, their top priority. New travel restrictions imposed. And the Fed officials see a rate liftoff in 2023. And the Bank of England last night started talking about tapering, but decided it was too early to actually do anything about it in typical British fashion. In our news today, the uh, what's on? We've got the governor of the RBA, Philip No, testifying in front of Canberra. It's off at 9.30. The latest monetary policy statement scheduled to be released at 11.30. Harris Farm is in play. Goldman Sachs has the puck there. And they are looking at either an IPO or some sort of trade sale. In the US, Tesla up half a percent, Microsoft up 1.1, Apple going nowhere. And Robin Hood and his band of merry men met their sheriff of Nottingham last night and the stock dropped 28%. There is around 98 million shares coming out of escrow for Robin Hood and some of the early insiders could be selling. Pan-European stock 600 ended one uh, sorry 0.4% higher at a record high of 469.96. Nova Nordisk and Siemens were the big stars there. And that iron ore fall is going to hurt today. BHP, as I say, in ADRs down 2.5%. Rio down 4.3%. Iron ore down 7.15%. And domestic consumption remains sluggish. Steel production controls on environmental concerns and a slowing economy. News Corp has the best year in a decade. Revenue has surged 30%. And Joe Biden is signing an executive order aimed at making half of all new vehicles sold in 2030 zero emission vehicles. 10-year yields, US 1.22%. Australia lagging behind now, 1.15%. Germany always lagging, down 0.5%. Zero, so a negative half a percent interest rates in Germany. SG Lotteries is now pitching itself as a five billion dollar valuation IPO to institutions, taking the first steps down that path. That will certainly uh, be of interest to Tabcorp shareholders, which are waiting for the split of the wagering and the lotteries business for Tabcorp. Afterpay, interestingly, has accounted for 10% of the ASX volume this week. There are block trades everywhere in Afterpay going on at the moment. And UBS and Goldman Sachs, very much the dominant force in the Afterpay block trades. If you look at the Afterpay price in the US, which is the Square price, Square was up uh, around 5.8% last night, which equates to around a dollar, well, $143 for after pay. 
realestate.com.au, rea.com.au, has declared a record dividend, revenue up 13%, 72-cent dividend. And ResMed has announced a non-GAAP profit, up 7%, tops the $198.4 million. Revenue up 15%, quarterly dividend up 8% to $42 US cents. But margins under some pressure. Maybe the market won't like that. And ResMed has had a pretty good run. So maybe some profit taking to come in ResMed. And finally, Goldman Sachs says the S&P 500 is forecast to rise another 7% from current levels to hit 4,700 by the end of 2021. And they have a year-end 2022 target, which they've lifted to 4,900 from 4,600, which is 11% above the current levels So that doesn't bode well for 2022, given that it's supposed to be 4,700 by the end of this year and only 4,900 by the end of next year. So 200 points upside in a year doesn't sound very appetizing to me. Question of the day today. Is the iron ore trade unravelling and will it cause a serious issue for the economy? Thankfully, uh, from Scott Morrison's point of view and Josh Frydenberg, the iron ore price has been remarkably buoyant. It's the one commodity that has held up extraordinarily well, apart from, I guess, oil to some extent, which is still banging on that door between 70 and 75 US a barrel. But iron ore has fallen now from 220 to 170. And amazingly, the Aussie dollar hasn't really moved an awful lot on the back of it, but it does have implications for our economy, and it has been one of the saviours of our economy and has enabled the government to get more revenue and therefore be more generous with the stimulus than they have in the past. So will this unravelling of the iron ore trade really dent the economy as we see lockdowns continue? Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas or insights over there. It's a fantastic group. Three and a half thousand plus members over there. Members helping members is the motto and a very well behaved group. If you have any fears about Facebook, uh, certainly from our perspective, it works pretty well with a great community of like minded people sharing information and ideas. So don't be afraid. Dive right in. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.